Welcome to Vote with Power, podcast number 18. Our topic today is how to make sure you are a great American by voting the right way. My name is Denny Bowersox. I'm the author of the book Vote with Power and the founder of the organization which unites voters for the purpose of sharing ideas and solutions which will help solve America's problems and take the country in the direction voters want. The purpose of my podcast is to keep voters informed of what is really going on in Washington, the direction our country is being taken, and how to get America on the path voters deserve. Our content will provide the best ways to unite Americans through a communication loop to shrink the toxic politics and work together as voters and with our representatives to move our country forward. Voters, not our elected representatives, hold the key to fixing America's problems, improving the dysfunctional political process, and steer our country in the right direction. Our topic for today is what you need to know to be a great voter in the next November election. First, we have to decide which incumbents, those rerunning for office, we want to save and which ones we want to get out of office. We must review all incumbents running for office in a relationship to how well they have performed on their job and how well they have represented us as voters. Here are the behaviors, the activities, and the results that will warrant electing a new person for their position. In other words, voting out the incumbent. And you'll see this in the news. You'll see this in the radio, television. You'll see this all over when this happens because of our thick politics in America. You want to check back on your people representing you within your state. Have they told lies? This is being done frequently now um, to, to strengthen their own political position. Secondly, have they spread misinformation? Third, have they spread disinformation? There is a big difference there. Not sure which is uh, totally ethical, or I don't think either of them are. Misinformation means your representatives are giving you information based on what they think is the actual situation. Spreading disinformation is when they know, the representatives understand and know that what they're telling you is false and even may be harmful. The next one is, have they voted for any bills which have multiple issues, hundreds of pages, and billions and trillions of your tax dollars spent on programs most voters don't even want? Have they voted party lines 90% of the time or more? Have they done nothing to help America or your life be better? Have they made campaign promises which they never kept? Have they held the influence of politics, their party's wishes, and or big money donors over you as a voter? Have they failed to do their job they took an oath on, which 
is for making American lives safer and better. That is their mission. Have they failed at listening to, answered, informed, respected, or represented their constituents? That is the oath they took, which they often forget as soon as they get into office. So what are the criteria we're looking for to select new candidates? Here are some criteria that I came up with that I think is very important because our government and the political process has changed. The first concern that I would look for is do they have business experience? We're seeing all the time that people say, oh, America, our country is not a business. I disagree. I've had 39 different industries, 40 years of coaching small businesses, and own six of my own. People in our government have to understand business. Business owners and people experienced in running businesses look at the world differently. American government is a business. We have income, expenses, debts, problems to solve, systems to set up, a culture to build, teams, communication issues, and a mission, and on and on. So government must be run as a business. Secondly, do they have proven skills in using vision? In order to move our country forward, we don't just need people in Congress that solve our problems and talk back and forth. We need people to have a vision of where we're taking the country, how to protect our country in the future, how to solve our problems so we don't have reoccurring situations in safety, drug trafficking, on and on. Do they have decision-making skills? Because if they don't, it's very difficult for them to make decisions. And when they do, they may not be informed of the ramifications of what they decided and or all the alternative solutions like a business person would have to look at. How strongly are they aligned with their party and voters' influence? In other words, we've got to stop electing candidates that once they get into office, their influence is for the people that help donate the big money and also their party lines. Are they problem solvers? They take problems seriously. We have serious problems on two different levels in America. One of them are the normal problems that we currently have. I shouldn't call them normal. They are becoming normal. Border crisis, drug trafficking, curriculum in schools, uh, race theory, uh, theft, uh, violent crimes, and on and on and on. These problems have to be solved. So when somebody says, I want to be uh, hired into the position of a congressperson, are they really going to work on the problems? Do they support capitalism and small business? Capitalism and small businesses are what is the basic structure and strength of our economy. Without somebody focusing on those as we have now, there's an awful lot of bureaucracy that is actually killing small businesses rather than helping small businesses. Do they have proven leadership skills? People in Congress cannot just 
sit and do nothing and not lead. They have to be leaders. Most of them are in committees. Some of them are heads of committees. Some are them the leader or the speaker of the House, the uh, whip in the Senate and the House, and so on and so forth. So do they have leadership skills? And as far as mentality, do they have common sense? Are they flexible? Are they congenial and collaborative in their negotiation process? That is something we need. Will they become part of the Vote with Power communication loop to stay in touch with their constituents? Currently, Congress, according to a recent poll, received a 15% approval rate for most Americans. That's terrible. So what is the right approach for stopping bad voting habits? We as voters have to change our behavior also. We must stop voting totally along party lines. In some of these instances, we actually need laws to change to do this. We must stop voting for incumbents automatically because we know their name. We, did, we didn't do enough research on their competitor to find out they had some real value, more skills, more experience, more talent, and more intuition to do what they need to do on their job. We must also stop listening to the ads that are sponsored by big money donors and out-of-state money and big tech companies, because oftentimes they don't add anything of value to the campaigning. They just simply downplay, blame, and condemn the other candidate. This is not a healthy system. We must stop supporting and giving recon or we must start supporting, excuse me, and give recognition to our good incumbents. Help them stay focused, do their job, be successful in representing us, and enjoy their lifestyle. When they do that, that moves them away from the fifteen percent approval rate, and anybody that we have voting records and performance reviews that say that they're an eighty-five percent good representative, we must give them job security and that they don't have to spend the time and the money uh, in getting reelected. Most politicians spend way too much time getting reelected instead of doing their job. And that's not all their fault. Part of it is if they are doing their job and they're working with us as voters, we need to give them job security that we will reelect them. Unless, of course, a much better candidate comes along. We must stop voting for candidates who are selling us hope only with no ideas or plans or anything else because we bought into too much hope. Once the candidate gets into office, we find out that it was all made up hope. They don't have any ideas and they don't even define what that meant. They just told us, again, misinformation on how they were going to make our lives in America wonderful. So what is the right approach to voting? We have to remember that when we interview candidates, as we would any candidate running or applying for an important job with us, because we are paying them $174,000 a year, and they do work for us, and they're supposed to represent us, we have to have a screening process as if they were running for an office or applying for a job. 
So start voting by having accurate, timely, and proven candidate ideology, uh, behaviors, and performance result information. What's their background? Do they really have the business skills and the other skills we talked about and the attitudes and the persona to have a behavior pattern that's conducive to working together in Congress? We must vote for candidates who have detailed plans, ideas, and agendas for solving our problems and actually making America a better place to live. We must start voting for candidates who have detailed plans, as I mentioned, but also explain how they're going to implement those plans and what results and benchmarks, as if they were hired, being hired for a job, they would attempt to get in place so we knew we were having progress in America. We must know what we want in our representatives. We must find the experience, the skills, and the knowledge that fits with our job as voters see it. In other words, businesses have job descriptions. What is your responsibility? What is your authority? What are your tasks? What are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals? And what is your mission? We don't look at candidates running for Congress in that light. We must start doing so. We need to promote the importance of voting as only 50% of Americans currently vote in most elections. That's shameful, number one. Along with that is voters have to learn that their job is not done when they mark the box or pull the lever. That is only the vote, and no matter who gets elected in their state, they must and we must as voters commit to the right way to stay in contact with our elected representatives so we keep our voter influence and guide them in doing their job the right way. So what are the voter responsibilities? After the election, we must stay in contact with our elected officials. We must join the Vote with Power communication loop so we have a tool on which we can share ideas, complaints, and desired changes between voters and among voters and also communicate that and share those complaints, ideas with our representatives and have our representatives do the vice versa. Tell us what they want to know, what their complaints are, what they need assistance with, and what our opinions and ideas are. We also must get the voting records and performance reviews on our representatives from Vote with Power to decide who will and should be reelected. Because what's happening at the end of the terms, any education you've got, job you've had, you have performance reviews, and either formal or informal, but we need more formalized job reviews on our incumbents so we know what they've done. Have they really done a good job? Because how many employees would you keep if you owned a business and they got a 15% approval rating on their performance? I don't think very many. We must also stay in touch to give direction and feedback to our elected officials. And so they know exactly what we're thinking. Currently, they listen to their party first, the big money donor second, big tech third, and then they kind of talk amongst themselves to what they threw, and then they look at the polls, 
and they don't really listen to the voters. So please vote in November. Make sure your vote counts by staying engaged in our democracy. If you want to know how to do that, go to our website, votewithpower.com. That's votewithpower.com and stay involved. Voters need to speak up and take action before our country is totally in a disaster. Voters must unite and strongly influence our elected representative to solve our problems, change the dysfunctional political process, and our representatives by doing so will never make the change on their own because especially in the problems that I call political social problems, is the way our government functions. And the way our government functions currently is of benefit to our representatives. We have to remove those benefits to make those changes. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I really appreciate it. Please visit votewithpower.com to get more information, listen to other podcasts, read our blogs, and sign up for the newsletter. If you're motivated and believe in what I've said in this podcast and want to help, for only $10 a month, you can join VoteWithPower.com as a voting member and help steer America's future. Remember, without voter input and action, we will lose our democracy. Without democracy, we lose our freedom. Without individual freedom, we will end up in a dictatorship or an oligarchy, and that's not where we want to go. Just look at China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, and on and on. Venezuela, we don't want to go there. As voters in our country save our democracy by changing the political process. Please help us and go to Vote With Power to get more information. This is Denny Bowersox saying goodbye until next week's podcast. Make it a great day for you, your family, and all Americans.